Folks, welcome back to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. We have an exciting episode again, okay, <laughs> because we're going to be going through more unpopular opinions that I happen to think are very good and should, should be, be headed, heated <laughs> by Christians. Selena doesn't know what we're going to talk about today, so we're going to get Selena's hot off the press, hot and spicy takes, oh dear. <laughs> salt, salty and sweet, oh, what a treat, the whole shebang. Uh, but it's actually going to be really good, and I think it, I, I, it'll let us root ourselves and I think, some biblical truth. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I'm Ryan. This is Selena. We're the Fierce Fredericks. <laughs> nice. I can't believe you haven't done that one before. Maybe we have. That's what the YouTube channel is called. Oh. It's, I don't know how long it's going to stay that way. Uh, we like to have fun. The Fierce Family is what it is on the YouTube. On the YouTube's. The Fredericks. Anyway, if you're joining us there, thank you. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. If you're listening to this, you're missing out because uh, we're going to be showing you a, a picture today. <laughs> it's going to be really visually stimulating. A picture. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting on the YouTube bandwagon here. Uh, you miss cameo appearances by our, our lovely, beautiful daughter, Sunny, uh, which she may be coming back again today. So anyway, f- find us on YouTube. Let's let's get on with this, Selena. Okay. Fair disclosure, Selena doesn't know what's going to happen here. We had a rundown planned for something else, and then I came across this, and I was like, these are really compelling and interesting. I've seen these, some of them. Oh, you have, have you? Some of them. How dare you? Not, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, okay, so this all comes from a, a brother in Christ. His name is Hans uh, Fein, I think is how you pronounce it, or Feeney? Fein? I don't know. He's, he's, uh, he's a Luth- Lutheran brother, okay, so... Are you yawning right now? Sorry. That is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't bode well. Okay, we have an infant, so can I just... Okay, fine. Can I just wave that flag? Okay. <laughs> so here's the question in, 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 at hand, okay? this Somebody asked this question, and they showed this picture. Ready for the visual stimulation? <laughs> is that the right thing to say? I don't know. Unpopular. What are your unpopular relationship opinions that would get you in this position? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, when you say that you have something that's visually stimulating and then you ask about what would get you into this that position. That sounds terrible. <laughs> that sound right. does not sound right. <laughs> but that's <laughs> how they worded the marriage platform. That's how they worded the question. Don't, oh, don't be nasty. Hey, we're married, so. <laughs> okay. And so this gentleman, Hans, I know I don't know Hans. So, you know, if, if, Hans, if, if it comes out that Hans is, is off of the rails theologically, I shall not be held accountable <laughs> because he just had some good thoughts on this particular thing. Okay. I think he's a faithful brother. So but here's what it said. He goes, I have several thoughts. And I think he goes through, uh, let's see, 10 of these, 11, 12. Let's see. There's a lot more. There's 15 thoughts. So we'll give wow. a, a minute or two to each one of these. And the point of this is as fierce couples, you're watching this, listening to this. I want us to, why are these opinions unpopular? And does Hans have a point? Do in other words, is there a biblical stance that can be taken that's expressly unpopular in in you know in the worldly sphere mm-hmm. that we as Christians can stand on? Mm. All right, let's dive in. Number one, hot take: uh, unpopular relationship opinions. This one's a little low hanging fruit. Living together before marriage is training yourself for divorce, not marriage. Agreed. Yes, and actually the stats bear this one out, that the couples who who uh, cohabit 
tend to divorce at a greater rate than couples Irony. who wait. <laughs> and the whole premise is that, hey, if we live together, we'll have practice and we'll know that we're compatible and right. all these things. But what it does is that there's a self-selecting demographic mm-hmm. of people who think in a way that lends itself to Divor- cohabiting. Cohabiting. <laughs> divorce. So maybe the solution, okay, I don't cohabit. If you're not married, don't live together. Uh, that's I think that's a good thing to live by. But I think the solution instead is to think about how you view marriage because if you're viewing marriage in a way that you think oh cohabiting is just practice for this well then you've missed marriage altogether because cohabiting is 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 a covenant that uh it's not just will this work no it's designed by god for you to be committed to one another uh when it feels like it's not going to work you're still gonna fiercely fight for it uh because you've committed to one another you've committed before god and he's brought you together and you understand there's a depth of covenant and commitment there not just uh yeah okay, this isn't working, so I'm out. Yes, so 100% agree, unpopular opinion, but we agree with it. Cohabiting before marriage is practicing for divorce and not practicing for marriage. It's Mm -hmm. training for divorce, not training for marriage. Uh, Second hot take here. What do you got, Selena? Premarital counseling is overrated because it won't work if you marry a lunatic and you won't need it if you marry a (laughs) (laughs) non-lunatic. This is the one that made me pause. Premarital counseling is overrated. Okay, so he didn't say it's not needed. Sure. I think he said it's overrated. I think maybe the premise here that Hans is working off of. People put a lot of weight in it, maybe. We got premarital counseling. Why can't? Why isn't it working out? Why, why are we having such a hard time? We got ah. premarital counseling. And Dare okay, I no s- one's saying that the premarital counseling was bad. Also, you probably shouldn't assume that it's going to fix everything. Like, you marry or who make you marry. Or make your marriage perfect and problem-free, mm-hmm. right? Interestingly enough, not that we... You should always get counseling, I think, before marriage, but we did not really. No, we, we didn't were, have marriage premarital I think counseling. a book was thrown at us. My youth pastor took me what for a drive that? and said, basically, don't sleep. <laughs> like, he basically asked, like, are you guys sexually pure? And I said, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. he said, okay, good talk. <laughs> yes. It was like. <laughs> no, I think, I think we put too much weight in it. We were given a book and a workbook. What was it? Was by um, Seattle. The they have the same name. Oh, Les Lesson, Parrot. Yeah, Lesson the parrots. And so saving your marriage before it starts. You saving your marriage. Yeah, yeah, there's a classic one. So the old Simbis. Yeah, I don't know. I, I we think wouldn't it's know. Good to, no. Although I will say we have our, our online gospel-centered marriage class, and we do encourage couples, if they can, go through that at least together. And I'll maybe yeah. skip the part on sex and intimacy until after you're married, because it does get a little bit well, steamy. And I think, but the point of it is. To me, premarital counseling—the whole point of it—is not how do we prepare for marriage, but rather how do I how do we truly nail down the things that we know and hold dear? Like, do we actually know and believe the same things? Right, and I think that you can only get to that point if you in your your pre your relationship pre marriage has always been one of okay, we're talking about things. We're in our Christian community. We have pastors, counselors, parents guiding you know Christians that are are helping us through this process of relationship, and as we. The premarital counseling is not all of that in like six weeks before you get married, right? It's like your relationship has either been going through this and and you've been kind of aligning and asking those hard questions beforehand. This is not like this gauntlet that like if you pass, you're gonna have a great marriage. Like, whew, good job, right? It's these. Hmm. It's like what you said. These are the, the. Are we making sure that our beliefs are in line about having children, about finances, about? No. no expectations with intimacy i mean not that you're again you're not going to nail it all down it's going to take time and i just don't i think we put too much weight in it 
I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. And I like how I, word, I like how he worded uh, yeah. it. It won't work if you marry a lunatic. <laughs> it won't work, and you won't need it if you marry a non-lunatic. Yes. I might I might change those words around, but okay. You Point get a taken. laugh. Yeah. Number three. Generally speaking, people who don't want children should not marry, but should live celibate lives. What do you think? Well, we've had a lot of conversations about this lately. Hey, if you haven't <laughs> yet, check out last week's Fierce Parenting episode. Yes. Uh, and it will in- inform kind of some of our behind the scenes thinking here. What do you, what do you think? Should if, Okay, so if a couple, they're able to have kids, or whether or not they're able or not. talking about Christians or just a couple in he's general? Talking to, he's talking to Christians, I think. Okay, because I feel... So, you should, so How come Christians, because only my Christians question, choose to live a single celibate life. Right, sorry. So my question would be, why Why do you not want children? Because it is a mandate I think he's circumventing God. that whole thing. He's just okay. saying, if you don't want children, live a celibate life. Sure. So what he's doing is he's very closely coupling marriage, marriage and, and sex and children. Yeah, which there, is... Which is biblical. Yes. So, uh, you know, that... Uh, so if you don't want children, let, let the people who do want to have children marry those people so so here's another thing so if you get married and you can't have kids that's different because if you want to have kids but you're not able to that's a different yes um now if someone says well i just i can't i don't want to burn with passion so i should get married well but i don't want to have kids yeah does your partner want that and will they always want that will you always want that your view on kids yeah because the bible does say that the same bible that tells you not to burn with passion also says kids are a blessing so one of those things you're believing one of the things you're not yeah so you know i i this this is wouldn't have, it wouldn't they, have occurred to me to say yeah. it like this, but if I'm counseling a young couple and they say we don't want children, my first question for them is going to be why don't you want children? I'm not going to say okay then this is done, you yeah. break up. <laughs> I'm going to start picking apart the underlying. Right. You know I think he's assuming that there's a worldview that's that's incompatible with biblical marriage at that point. Agreed. Interesting. Number four. Number four. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is good. Men are better than women at offering other men the kind of friendship that men want. Therefore, a man who spends an inordinate amount of time with a woman almost certainly desires her romantically. Okay, I am a man, so I'm going to speak to this. I 100% agree. 100% agree. There's, there's, uh, there's a void in my life for male friendship that is deep. Yeah. And there, that doesn't mean I can't be friends with women. Now, he said Godly he said an inordinate amount of time. Now, what's an inordinate amount of time? If I'm spending more time with a female friend than I am spending with male friends, I think that's an inordinate amount of time. Now, I don't have any female friends I spend time with exclusively. No. Weird. Okay, but there's lots of people, and I, I agree with you, okay? <laughs> I love that you're so... Uh, there's Sorry. lots of people that would say, no, I have good friends, and they're feeling, you know, we... we we talk and we go get coffee and you know we work together. We go grab a drink and I'm just saying like, from a biblical standpoint, in my experience as a guy, and most of the men I know, uh, it's usually not just like, hey, you're a buddy for from yeah. the man's perspective. Yeah. Like, the, like I don't know that men have a friend zone. <laughs> it's just all or nothing. They live in the friend zone, <laughs> but I don't know that they have a friend zone. And you know, if you're married, I don't think it's very. On, I don't think it's honoring to your spouse no. to have uh, friends of the opposite sex. Did you say there's just the danger zone? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yo, that's good. The They're on the highway into the danger zone, in okay. fact. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, number five. The best way to divorce proof your marriage is to have five kids right away so that you can't trick yourself into thinking you can find <laughs> someone better. <laughs> no, I think he's is being he funny here. To be funny? I, I think he's like, being funny here. That's funny. But funny things are often true. <laughs> 
<laughs> we wouldn't know. We only have four. So. <laughs> and we had them 10 years and in. And we did not yet. So, so uh, I would, uh, I, I, you know what, if I'm a young man and I'm getting this advice, I'm thinking uh, that might be to divorce proof your marriage. I don't want to pick apart the joke because I think he's just saying yeah. a funny thing. And number six. But there's something to be said for <laughs> having a lot of kids and how it makes you codependent and not codependent, uh, interdependent. I was like, didn't we just do episode on codependency? Yeah, we did. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, interdependency is good. It's healthy. Yes. Um, and you look at your kids and you look at your wife and you say, there's no way I can do this alone. Yeah. There's no way I can do this with any other stranger. Or that you'd want to, honestly. And so, yeah. I but like you just get to a but point. You don't, I don't know. Maybe not. If you're thinking, okay, kids are the thing that's gonna that are gonna that are gonna solidify the bond I want with my husband yeah, or wife. You can't do that. That's not gonna. That's not because once they leave, you're asking and answering the wrong questions. Yeah. Something's wrong at the root of your marriage. There's a rot there. You need to get to the rot of it and root it out. Root out the rot. Root out the rot. But there's there a lot of uh, empty nesters that have divorced because the kids were their glue. Yeah. So they have no no other reason to be married once the kids are out of the house. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know you. You're a stranger. I've been raising kids for the last 20 years <laughs> and uh, see you later. I'm going to go find someone else. Yeah. All right. Number six, you're free to call your spouse your best friend, but best friend is a demotion. Oh. I agree with that. See, I liked it. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> one I liked. To me, to call you my wife well, yes. is the highest yes. station I can grant to any other human to say wife. Yes. No, I can call you best friend, but, but that's not are. as good as wife. That's all, that's all it's saying. That's Agreed. all he's saying. But you're my best friend, and I wouldn't. That's not a demotion. But am life. I just your best friend? You're my only best. Am friend. Am I primarily your best friend? No, but you're. What my am I? Best. Fr- I, hi- no, what am I, I hold you? best friend higher than all other friends. So. But what am I though? First and foremost, best friend. But what would you call friend. me? Good. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Why is that so hard? Number seven. Because I don't like him saying that I'm demoting you when I love you so much. I feel like he's. I appreciated the Hans's hot take okay. on this okay. one because well, you know what? Way to go, Hans. He said it's okay to call your spouse a best friend, but it's a demotion from spouse. Yes, from he wife. didn't say spouse. Okay, no. okay. There's no such <laughs> thing, number seven, there's no such thing as soulmates. Ho, oh, we did an episode on this one too. Check it out. <laughs> if you marry someone, that's the person you're meant to be with because it's the person to whom you pledged your faithfulness. Amen and amen. Amen, 100%, brother. 100%. Amen. 100%. Your soulmate is the woman or man you married. Number eight. Uh, if you're a woman, it's yeah. the man you married. If you're a man, it's the woman. Yes, married. thank you. I thought that clarif- clarification didn't need to be said. Well, but there you go. You never know these days. All right. <laughs> Here we stand on the bulwark of Christian orthodoxy. <laughs> okay. Well, Shouting truth. It's good. No, it's good. Someone's got to do it. Number eight. When men use women, they tend to use them sexually. When women use men, they tend to use do so emotionally these are equally destructive and sinful actions no debate really you don't think when women use men i mean i tend to think there's there's a material difference between using someone sexually and, and using someone emotionally all right commercial break we're gonna get the baby ta-da, <laughs> ta-da we're back after the commercial break which was probably like a fraction of a second <laughs> so we were talking about uh when women, when men use women, usually they do it sexually. When women use men, they do it emotionally. I tend to think they're not equally destructive and equally si- sinful. I think maybe equally sinful, right? Uh, but equally destructive. Like a man can uh, say a man emotionally or sexually abuses a woman, and she is traumatized. She becomes impregnated. You know, there's all these consequences that 
are long lasting. That's a destruction. Sure. And if a woman, how could a woman emotionally abuse a man? So or emotionally sense. use rather. Yeah. I mean, so. I think about a woman who's sexually using a man, stringing, stringing him along. Sure. And, and to the point where, you know, until she finds someone else she, she can commit to, you know, that could that be a form of emotional using hmm. of a man that could be destructive in some ways as well. So it's probably on a case by case basis. I think in general, I think the sexual use of women is more destructive than the emotional use of men. Yes. Yep. All right. Number five. Excuse me. Number number nine. Can't see. Number nine. This one's a hard hitter. Never date someone from Delaware. I don't know about that. No idea. I have no idea what he's joking about there. We'll go to number ten. I'll say never date someone from Portland. (laughs) That's what I'll say. We live in the Northwest. Uh, Yeah, we're right in the thick of it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm kidding. I know some good people from Portland, and they are heroes. Okay, number 10. Gentlemen, dedicate yourself to be the exact opposite of what a, a girl boss college freshman says she wants in a man. And when she realizes that she actually wants in five years, uh, you'll be in good shape. Um, be the exact opposite of what a girl boss college freshman... I have no idea what he's referring to. So do you, do you have any insightful thoughts on that one? What does a girl boss, girl boss freshman college in college freshman want? Says she wants in a man. So like type A personality, probably outspoken yeah. about what she wants in a man. She'll calm down in about five years, and then you'll be in good shape. So don't, don't. Like she doesn't want the what, like what the frat that. bro yeah. who's like throwing his you know weight around, so to speak. And you know, well, if she's a girl boss, she's not gonna want. Yeah. I don't know well, want in five years, you're gonna want a guy that is just a good man yeah. who is steady who isn't sleeping around, who isn't, you know, playing the field, so to speak. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So if you're a young man. The comments of some of these. Yeah, seriously. There's a lot of comments here. If you're a young man, I I would give you this advice. Yes. Become a man. Spend your your waking hours becoming a man of character who knows how to think. A man of God. Yeah. And you know what? Um, and And then spend your time being around good people, namely good young ladies. Uh, and the whole like relationship thing uh, will work itself out. Mm-hmm. If you're relationally awkward, uh, you build confidence through building character. Um, you don't know how to use Twitter, do you? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I tried to click on something that didn't work. <laughs> okay. You want to see the comments? Uh, Not today. Not today. All right. Number 11. When guys say they want a woman with a good sense of humor, they mean a woman who thinks they're funny. Not a woman who herself is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Being funny does not... Being funny does not make a woman more attractive to men. What? Okay. Being, being funny does not. I, I I don't know. You know, it depends on. I've only ever like been attracted to you, really. I so I, I think you're I funny, but like. Funny. Sometimes I do, but only with you. It's not with. It's not like I'm trying to be more attractive to you, though. Do you think you're funny, though? You just said that you. I don't think I'm funny. Anyway. Do you think I'm funny? Verdict's out on this one. Oh, yeah. I think you're hilarious. <laughs> the funniest person I know. Selena can drop the deep track me? office references in the most you know obscure sense. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not, that's, right. I mean, it's, it's, yes. it's in context of our relationship, and that's what right. I love you, and you're awesome. So there you have it. I think that's a true statement. Yeah, really? Okay. Okay. Number 12, why don't you read that one? Single women simply have to become more comfortable letting guys know they're interested. It's not great, but we're 100 years away from rebuilding the male psyche. So that's your burden to bear, gals. Sorry. 
So I'm pretty far removed. It sounds like Hans works with young adults quite a bit here. So I'm pretty far removed from that scene. Maybe I should get in, and become more relevant to the young men and late and women of our society in terms of the things that they're facing. But yeah, I think there's a sense that young men don't feel like they can approach young ladies. They, there's like, uh, you know, either they're intimidated because they have a lack of confidence or the ladies are carrying them in a way that is it pushing, carrying themselves, in, yeah, carrying themselves in a way that is off-putting or meaning to push would-be suitors away and so but then they're they're complaining about no no guys are asking them out on dates right or they're just their expectations or they're they're not indifferent but they're just what was i gonna say that they don't want to seem like overly eager right (laughs) that's a big burp good job sunny yeah okay so they they're like well i'm interested and i want to you know, let them know I'm interested, but I don't want them to think I'm desperate. Okay. You know. So he's saying you just got to become better, more comfortable, not better, but more comfortable letting guys know they're interested. How would you do that? If, if, if we're in college and I see you, you look across the classroom and you see a young man trying to find a seat and you're a confident young lady. And I look up and I see the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. It just depends. Like How would you let me know that you're interested? Eye contact. And you're like, seem interested. You've got, like, you're putting out like that. What if I gave you the eyebrows? (laughs) Then I would know you're interested, but how would you know I'm interested? (laughs) It's the universal side. Everyone knows. So, okay. If I give you the eyebrows, what are you going to (laughs) think? That's the question. (laughs) If I'm a single lady and I give you the eyebrows, I'd think that there is a a woman of the street. (laughs) The streets. No, yeah, no, I think you have to, yeah. You have yeah, to you have to figure that one out. Understand the vibe, and I think if there's, I think it's okay to be honest with, like, where you're at, but just, you know. Depends on where you meet, too. too fast. Like, if, if you're a young man and you're a young lady trying to find a, 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 a worthy spouse, and you're trying to do that on a Friday night in the middle of a club, in, a, right. in the middle of a city, you're not going to find, like, the cream of the spousal crop there. You got to be around people and places that are going to have the people that you want to be with. Well, and I think that showing you're more interested, you showing you're interested in someone is like, you're giving them more yeses than nos, right? If they're like, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah. Oh, that's good. You're putting out questions asking, and if they're interested, then they'll make it clear. Like, So women get more comfortable with that, I guess, is what he's saying. Okay. All right. are not yeah. at their peak. <laughs> okay, number 13. Sure, there are some girl gamers. But not many. So single dudes, you will be 10,000 times better off if you quit playing video games and learn carpentry or French or chainsaw juggling. I can 100% say that you are better off learning how to juggle chainsaws than learning how to play video games. (laughs) (laughs) That is an actionable skill. It is a marketable skill. Well, carpentry, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Games do not do anything to me or for me. So I'm just like. Well, because I don't play them. I don't. We yeah. we have. We I recently got the girls a Nintendo emulator. Yeah. Uh, Sega Genesis but too. We haven't. We maybe play it once a week. Not even. Not even. If I don't oh, I don't turn it on, they don't play it. <laughs> and then when I turn it on, they want to play it for a few days. That's like you're playing it too. They love to. Play we play it. like Golden Axe <laughs> and like Streets of Rage. <laughs> Are you serious? You know what? I'm sorry. Okay, judge me if you will. <laughs> I played those games as a kid. <laughs> There's nostalgia there. Okay. Uh, I can I can agree with this. I gen I genuinely think. Uh, video games are one of the kind of big reasons guys are underperforming in most areas of life. 
um, whether it's as a husband, as a potential husband, as a worker, as a just a human being, as mm-hmm. video games in general are very addictive. They're engineered as such. And uh, and I think men are drawn to them in a way that is unique. And you know, people justify them up and down. But I just, I, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're doing something that produces nothing. And we are built to produce. That's why carpentry is in, in there, or French. French is, is maybe close to video games in that regard. What are you producing juggling chainsaws? That is my question. Uh, entertainment for anyone. Okay. I would okay. be actually very impressed if you juggled some chainsaws, but I don't want Okay, to well, I'm going to put that on my list. Face off. <laughs> Number 14, I shouldn't have to change who I am for someone else, quote unquote. That's something people who really need to change who they are say to justify their singleness. The people who are single are the ones that are first to say, I shouldn't have to change who I am for someone else. Fine, then give, be happy being single. Okay. Be content being single, I guess. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, th- I think it's the attitude that means something more than maybe the words. For sure. Because there's some truth to it. The reason say that people say it is because like, listen, I can't, I'm not going to like change my hair color. I'm no, not going to start like you, wearing you are, you're clothes. Gonna be that you are, but if you are with someone, part of being married and in a covenant, there's sanctification that happens. Well, these aren't so. married yet. These people are single. Well, I'm saying that be prepare yourself to be sanctified. Uh, Sanctification is there will be change and there yeah. It'll be for the best. Like God is being glorified in you. But speaking of sanctified attitude of the heart and how it's said. Right. right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Right. Well I'm steering clear of that. Yeah. Sorry, every day. (laughs) Number fifteen, this will be the last one. Uh, the more often you see your wife in a dress or your husband in a suit, the happier you'll be. Slobbishness kills romance. Slobbishness, is that a word? I don't think it is. But I love when you wear a suit. You know that. I'm yeah, always I know. like. Got you all hot and bothered. <laughs> I love when now you. Now go take that suit off. <laughs> you know, when you when you wear a, a nice, a nice uh, classy dress. Yeah, I'm, I'm all I about that. dresses mostly on Sundays to church. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe you just wear dresses more often than I realize. Class, I don't wear like dress up for a wedding dress because that like. Like I'm going to a wedding because that's you dress up differently for a wedding than you do for church. I think for me, opinion. I'll just I'll just speak for me and you. Dresses are great, but honestly, it's like just like your hair, just your hair. Yes, your hair gets me. I recently wrote in a book, your long, flowing, beautiful locks. <laughs> Only extra long because I forgot to get it cut before we had the baby, yeah. and here we are, almost two months with a baby, and still no haircut time. But it's okay. Mm. Love I agree. That hair. I do think that dressing up slobbishness can kill romance. And it's a good incentive to not get too chubby because suits are expensive <laughs> and, you, and you grow out of them. Oh my God. Waistlines and necklines and all that kind of uh, stuff. Actually, of it's yourself. because of the lifting. Take it's because of, of the gains. So where does God fit into all of this? In our whole you know, this gospel? was a fun off the cuff sort of episode. We hope it's been edifying to you in some way. Um, Sunny doesn't like it. Yeah, Sunny is not a fan, apparently. Where does God fit? You know what? He fits everywhere because he is He is the creator of all. Everything finds its origin in him, including this desire to experience love, to be loved by someone, but to be loved primarily in, by God, but then also to share that love with others through the, through the covenant of marriage. That desire to love is not something that came out of the blue. It's not something that came and welled up through evolutionary processes in me. It's, it is part of God's very character, love itself finds its home and its origin in the character and person of God. Mm. So if you want to experience love, it makes the most sense. It only makes sense that you need to know God. You need to know who he is, holy, Mm. just, perfect, perfectly loving, also perfectly just. You also need to know the way to know him, right? Because we have sinned against God. 
And uh, But the beauty is that we don't have to pay the price for our sin because he sent his own son to pay that price for us. That's what it means to be a Christian, is to place your faith in Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, knowing that it is his righteousness that can be imputed to you. And he's taken your sin and bore it on the cross, put it to death, so that we don't have to die the spiritual death someday. And we'll be resurrected new life. So that is the uh, kind of the Christian worldview in a cap in a uh, capsule <laughs> nutshell. I'm going to start saying capsule from now on. Um, we'd love it if you would consider, um, if you don't know Jesus, if you would uh, become a Christian. We want that. Now, for you to do that, here's what we're going to recommend. Find a friend of yours who you know to be a Christian. If you don't have a friend that you can think of, uh, find a church a, 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 in your local area. Talk to the pastor. You want a church that's going to preach out of the Bible. Um, faithfully. Yeah, faithfully. Um, and so, but we just trust that if you if you decide to take that first step down the path of giving your life to Christ and placing your faith in him that he will provide people to disciple you. If you don't have any way to find a church and you're lost still, we have a website for you that gives you even more information. Go to thenewsisgood.com and you'll find info there. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for um, humor, for the ability to laugh and to also think about some of these um, pretty serious things, um, but all in light of your truth, not just in uh, with our own opinions, but God, with the uh, thoughts that we have that are informed by the truth that is in your word. So I pray for couples that are um, listening to this, watching this, that without whatever they're facing, Lord, I pray that uh, you would let their thoughts be informed by your word, let their heart be encouraged by your word, by the, the love that you've given us through your word and through your son. Lord, and I pray that that love and that truth would then infuse itself into their marriage, that they might have a marriage that flourishes for their good and your glory in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. In your name, Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us uh by the way ladies and gentlemen if you noticed I mean, hear that no ads there's no ads okay that's because the fierce marriage podcast is ad free unless unless you're on youtube that's a youtube thing but we are uh we are far from uh you know i think being funded in terms of just our viewership if we did ads i think we would probably be there to be honest but i i don't want to deal with i don't know maybe that's I feel like ads really ruin it. <laughs> so if you want to partner with us, this content has helped you. We'd love for you to partner with us through fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Um, if you don't feel led to do that, fine. We'll continue doing the content because we, we want to help you. Please pray we about it. Need, pray for us. Yeah. Prayers and support all the time. To keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd love to keep doing it. God has been gracious. So I think we're done. This episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is. We can. See you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.